to the Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith. Today we are talking about Luke chapter 11, and my guest is from the other things that I do in my job. I'm also a producer for Susie Larson Live, and I am so, so grateful to welcome Susie Larson to the podcast. She's an author, a speaker, a radio show host, and I get to call her friend, and I'm so grateful. Welcome, Susie. Angela, you're killing it with this podcast, and it's such a dream for me to see your dreams come true. So thank you for having me, and what a joy to be on this side of the mic with you. <laughs> well, and this is going to be really fun because I actually thought of you when I was reading this chapter. I mean, if we, come? Because right at the beginning when Jesus is teaching about prayer and he uses the example of if you have a guest and you don't have any bread, go over and, and keep knocking. If that person doesn't answer, keep knocking, keep knocking. They'll eventually get you give you bread because of your persistence. And I feel like that's the way that you go after God, mm. that you're tenacious in your prayers. Yeah, thank you. I mean, that is true. I've I've had to, but it's been the way that God and I operate. I just think mm-hmm. that he invites me to a holy tenacity, and I see his unbelievable faithfulness. <clears throat> and when I look at that in Luke's Gospel, chapter 11, I really see something so profound, the sort of juxtaposition of of tenacity in an appeal before God, an attitude that actually causes God to distance himself uh, from the proud. You know, mm. Jesus had this active prayer life, and I want you to imagine what it was like for these disciples to watch him just slip off by himself. And uh, in my Advent devotional, Prepare Him Room, I kind of paint a picture of one of the disciples kind of coming through the olive grove clearing and suddenly seeing Jesus on his knees with his smile turned up and his Mm -hmm. eyes closed and his hands raised to heaven because he's having this fellowship with his father and he's enjoying this, this peaceful moment with his daddy. And I'm trying to imagine then Jesus opening his eyes and the disciples saying, what's that like? I mean, teach me. Teach us to pray like that. I mean, do you ever feel fear? I mean, do you ever feel worry? And walking back with that disciple to the crowd, I'm just sort of imagining what that might have looked like. And and for Jesus to issue the invitation to pray and don't give up and, and to, to be tenacious is such a powerful thing because he gives us permission about mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and you look at this man who's like, he won't do it for friendship's sake, but he's, you do it long enough, I'm just going to give in to your demands. That isn't really at all what God is like, and he's not holding out on us. But it's a picture, if, if a man like that would give to someone because of shameless persistence, how much more would God respond to his children who keep knocking on the door of heaven going, God, hear me when I cry. Bring my prodigal home. Hear me when I cry. Heal this broken body of mine. Something super powerful about understanding the invitation that Jesus issues us there. I love that. And and I what I appreciate about you too is that you're not saying name and claim it. You're not no. this is Mm-mm. not prosperity gospel. This is no. seeking God for deeper relationship. It's seeking God for what he said he would do. And I in one of the other episodes we were talking about blessing, you know, praying praying for blessing. Mary Mary's going to be called blessed. And did Mary understand what that was going to look like, you know, that that whole time that she was, she is blessed and we call her blessed, but she went through really hard times too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you know, the difference between prosperity gospel and an appeal to heaven and the asking, seeking, knocking invitation, they're two very different things. Because when you have kind of a name it, claim it theology, you turn it into a formula. Mm -hmm. And the relationship is secondary to God as a means to an end to get what you want from him. And then you kind of fall into the mindset that A plus B always equals C. And what's so painful to me about that proposition is there are a lot of people, especially around healing, that's a tender spot for me. That have not, you know, A plus B didn't equal C. They've not gotten their healing or their good godly parents, and they still had prodigals. And what that mindset tends to do is to throw all those people into the ditch to say, mm-hmm. well, you must have missed a step. And then you, they're void of compassion because you're judging them, where Jesus always was moved by compassion. That is not his heart. He's not a means to an end. He's the beginning and the end. Mm. And the reason he invites us into this tenacious, you know, wrestling. I mean, if God would have given me what I wanted when I wanted it, I'd be spoiled. I'd be full of myself and I would see him as a means to an end. But in the wrestle, I have realized, Angie, that that any gift from his hand pales in comparison to the treasure of knowing his heart. I know him now. I know his word, but I also know what he's invited me to appeal to him for. And there's this holy juxtaposition of, you know, godliness with contentment is great gain. You know, when you look at the beginning of the gospel of of Luke, Elizabeth and Zechariah were described as righteous and barren. Mm -hmm. They were righteous and they didn't have what God wanted them, what God wanted to give them at that point. So a little bit later in chapter 11, you know, here Jesus is saying, ask, keep asking. But then he did not like it so much when people were asking for a sign. And initially at first glance, there seems to be conflict there. Okay, wait, I'm supposed to ask, but now you're kind of offended by my asking. Well, the difference is once Jesus was moving in ministry, and the crowd thickened. When you have, the more people you have, the more uh, diverse opinions you're going to have. <laughs> so you have some people in the crowd who literally are following him because they're hanging on every single word he says. There's others in the crowd who are seekers who are like checking him out, trying to figure out, is he for real? There's others who are trying to trap him, you know, into saying something that they can, um, you know, betray him for. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to picture a hard-hearted Pharisee crossing his arms, full of pride, going, you show me a sign and I'll decide. The jury's still out. I'll get back to you. I'll let you know if I'm going to validate you as a savior. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? He is not bound by our dictates. And so demanding a sign, totally different than humbly appealing to heaven. And it's super important that we understand the distinction because I would say we're all a pile of contradictions. We're grateful, then we're grumpy. We, We get into a place of entitlement and we get into a place of holy appeal. And if we can stay in the place of humility where we say, God, you invite me to passionately pursue you, to to believe you for great things. But even so, I know you're my best gift and I already have you. But when I get into places of entitlement, where I'm disappointed in you, God, and I believe you get, you owe me more than you're giving me, that's on us. And that's a place where we don't need an answer to our prayer. We need a correction to our hearts. And I think that even so, a, a lot rides on that. I mean, we saw that with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego before they went into the furnace. They they knew who God was. They knew what God was able to do. But even if, even right. if, if right. even if, God, you don't do what I'm asking, our relationship does not hinge on you I mean, the only reason we have relationship is because of what he's done. But, you know, in what we're asking for in prayer, doesn't our relationship with God, we're, we're still in it when we say even so. Even That's so. Exactly right. Even mm-hmm. so, I will still be here. I will still seek you. I will still be here. 
And can I just say that whatever, you know, as a humble believer who fears God, who's growing in maturity, who's learning his word, who understands again, he's not a means to an end. He's not there just to give us everything we want. He he wants to transform us into Christ-likeness. That's Mm -hmm. the ultimate goal is his spirit in us changes us from the inside out. So I would submit if there are answers that you don't get on this side of eternity, it's because the answer is just so much more glorious on the other side. So we have to remember our faith is so precious to God. And even in the wrestling and the not yet, those are the things that rub up against our bents towards entitlement, our bents mm-hmm. toward, uh, I want to make this a tidy little formula. Uh, but God loves people and the sufferer way too much to allow us to fall into these formulaic ideas around faith because they're terrible for us. And we inflict more harm on people. The Pharisees did that. You inflict more harm on people who are suffering if you think for a moment that you can you can figure God out and get him to do what you want him to do by, you know, abiding by a certain formula. There are conditions, you know, obedience connected to promises, but that's all about relationship. It's the ebb and flow of learning to submitting our will to God, believing him for his best case scenario, and holding fast to the promises, knowing that if he makes me wait, it's because he's making me ready. Mm. Thank you, Susie. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to come on and, and to flesh out Luke 11 with us. Thank you so much. Honored to be with you, my friend. Thank you. Well, thank you for tuning in for our conversation about Luke chapter 11. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And we'll see you next time for Luke chapter 12. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at myfaithradio.com.